This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. And we get to the phones in a second. And, and Gordon, listen, um, you, you, you were, I'm very curious to see how this net team is going to be, especially after the All-Star break where they have some time to get some players together and, and, and get a, a roster, not a roster, but a you know, kind of a game plan from Jacques Vaughn as to what his rotation is going to be. Mm-hmm. What, who, yeah. Who's going to start? Who's going to come off the bench? How many minutes is this person going to get? Uh, it, it's going to be interesting because they have they have really good uh, pieces that would sur- that would be great at great depth if you had one or two superstars. Yep, <laughs> that, absolutely. That's where they are. Yep, no question about it. Can I can I get just one thing off my sure, chest? Sure, absolutely. Go ahead. It's not NBA related. Oh, yeah, go but- ahead. This, I just listened to the Sports Center there. Yes, I, I can't deal with this this idea that everybody was writing the Chiefs off. <laughs> the the idea that we all thought, oh, the Chiefs, they're finished, they're done with, they're not going to make the play. I don't want to start any anything. There's there's one guy who said the Chiefs weren't going to make the playoffs, and mm-hmm. that would be Bart Scott who said that. And right. and and look, he said it in the in the in the off season before the season started. He obviously changed his tune because he picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Along with the rest of us. Right. And he picked the exact right score. So he knows something. So this idea that nobody believed in the Chiefs. Who were these people? Who who didn't believe in the Chiefs? There was one guy who said he didn't think the Chiefs were going to make the playoffs. All right. He got one wrong. Mm -hmm. He made up for it. Yeah. It just shows you that, that that athletes just can concoct anything as motivation. Yeah, exactly. That's all it is. Oh, That's my God. If I have to hear one more time that we were written off, nobody thought we were going to do this or that. Yes, Patrick Mahomes does not get the credit. Good take. Yes, nobody nobody gives him credit. We're already saying that he's the greatest quarterback, and he's five, six years into his career. Oh, I, I, go away. You're already annoying me. Now, I will say this. If it was one of the offensive linemen who were saying that we were written off, I would go with that. I because mean, of the fact that of, of Philadelphia, oh, Philadelphia's going to crush them, that pass rush, they're not going to be able to keep them home. So if, if one of the old linemen had something to say like that, going into the after the post, after the Super Bowl, maybe. But nobody else. Nobody else. Kansas City is a great team. They're always a great team. As I a would fact, love to have gone back and seen what the odds were going into the season. Because I'll tell yeah. you right now, there's no way the Chiefs were lower than fifth. No, no way. No shot. Mm-mm. No shot. No shot. Even though, and and they and the only reason they were down was because Tyreek Hill changed uniforms. Right. That's that was the thing where we're saying, all right, how's that going to impact the race and and the fact that the AFC West, you know, they made some big moves with Devontae Adams going there and the Russell Wilson thing. How's that all going to shake mm-hmm. out? But I remember talking to you, I think it was like week one or week two, saying, well, well the Chiefs are still going to win the division. Absolutely. <sighs> so annoying. <laughs> I, 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 I'm tired of hearing about it. The parade today, they're all, oh, nobody. This is nonsense. It's ridiculous. It is. It is. And, and guess what? This just in. They're still good, and, they, and don't write them off for next year right. either. Right. No, nobody's writing you off. It just seems like every year now, people, oh, nobody thought we could do it. No. Again, they were underdogs in the game by, like, a point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't even. And it went back like, and forth early. Right. This is not the Jets in 1969 <laughs> overcoming the odds. No, no, we had the feeling they were going to be in the game. 
Yes. We knew it was going to be close. Yes. And, <laughs> and and everyone at the station picked them. Yeah. You know how rare did. that is for all of us to agree on something? <laughs> Every single one of us picked the Chiefs. <laughs> that's the only time that's ever happened. No, no. I'm I sure. think everybody also agreed taking Barkley with the second pick was a mistake. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. That one, yeah. I think everybody was in agreement there, too. Yeah. So why do why you pick on Harvey now? Who? Me? Just, I'm not picking on Harvey. You know, Harvey you know, Harvey's having his own show there, pressing buttons. and. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's Harvey's show. I, I don't even know what that us. was. I think he flushed us. Oh, flushed is that what it was? Away. Okay. I think oh. so. Thunder. Oh, thunder. Right. Oh, okay. So he wants lightning to hit us. I'd rather be flushed away. 1-800-919-3776. Lee's in Manhattan. What's up, Lee? Gentlemen. Been a minute. How's everybody? We're good, Lee. What's going on? Listen, I got only one problem with the Knicks. Mm -hmm. His name is Thibodeau. Okay? Now, I will ask you this question. Great acquisition, getting hurt. But Thibodeau is still reverting back to his bad habits of not going any deeper into his bench. I say this because of something that happened last week with Fournier. Mm -hmm. Fournier say how he stays ready to play, okay? Mm -hmm. Which actually worked out for the Knicks last week, if you know which game I'm talking about. I can't call the game off the top of my head. Yes, yeah, the one where he okay. found his jump shot. <laughs> right, but with the additional heart, you're now forgetting about Grimes. You're forgetting about Deuce. Okay? Now is the time where you're in a position where you've got three different units you can now play. Okay? Mm -hmm. Why is it Thibodeau still of a mindset to only go no deeper than nine or ten players? That's okay? it. That's it. My right. other question is for you gentlemen. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, I think you all said he's, the, the Knicks are uh, 32 and 27. I believe it's 33. 33, yeah, I made the mistake. Yeah, 63 which, and which 27. Puts, which yep. puts them at 60, which yep. leaves them at 22. 12 games, 20, I mean 20, 22 games left. 22, if the Knicks should go 12 and 10, and that's where I'm looking at 12 and 10, which gives them 45 wins. They're in sixth place now. And in the Eastern Division, where, what does 45 wins give you in the East? Because the East is tight. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. All right, Lee, thanks for checking in. Um, Gordon, that remains to be seen because I don't know what the folks ahead of them are going to do. I don't know what Cleveland's yeah. going to do. I, I, I think it gets them five, maybe. I, I would feel – I mean, look, at the end of the day, the main thing is you get six, right? right. I mean, that's the main thing. Yes. Uh, I don't think the Heat are going to go away. It's nice nope. that you're, you know, technically in front of them right now. Mm -hmm. But I don't think that they're going away. And the Nets do have that wiggle room of the fact that they're 10 games over 500 right now. So they got a, like a, um, a four-game lead. I don't know how many games they've played, though. Uh, I don't think that it's – I think it's three in the loss column. So They're uh, 33 and 24. Okay, Brooklyn. so, yeah, they got three in a loss. So, I mean, look, if you can make sure that you're top six, to me that's the, 
that's the because you're good. If you're five, I don't think you're beating whoever's four, right? If four is the Cavs, I don't think you're yeah. beating the Cavs in a series. I don't think you're beating the Sixers in a series. I don't think you're beating any of those top four teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, the the main thing is get six, and we'll figure yeah. it out from there. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll find out where we are. There's no doubt about that. And listen, just just get into the just get there. Be in the playoffs <laughs> right away, right? Yeah. Don't have to worry about the play-in. I don't want to go through that. No. I want to know, like, here, here, here's what we're doing. You know? And once again, Lee, I mean, he played 10 guys tonight. And again, I, I don't know what I, – I, what are your expect? Who do you think would come in here and be a better coach? Like, get more out of the group that they have. Who is this magical person that would come here and, and take over for Tibbs and, and get more? And I get it. There's parts of his, his coaching style that aggravate you from time to time. But I, I don't know, man. I think he's done a pretty good job overall. He has, from that horrible loss on a Saturday afternoon in the Garden, he's turned his team around. And because, uh, Gordon, we were talking about looking for possibly him being fired. Absolutely. And ever since then, when he shortened the rotation, yep, and got and then told guys, "Hey, listen, this is the this is this is who's playing," and with the shorter rotation, benched Derrick Rose, who I never thought would be benched. Fournier, I was not surprised. No. Cam Reddish never got off the bench, so no. that, was, that was a <laughs> never, big deal. Yeah, no, that was never. <laughs> you know, and did play McBride. McBride was in the rotation. Grimes is still starting. For this team. He still starts. He's still giving you 20-plus minutes a game. If your gripe is that McBride's not getting enough minutes, maybe you're just complaining to complain. You know, I mean, I know you want to see the young guys and whatnot. But, I get it. But, but Hart right now is Hart is a better player for you right now than McBride. And I think it's, the reason you got Hart is because you have Tibbs. Yes. If it's a different coach, they're not probably targeting no. Josh Hart. No. No. They wouldn't do it. And let's be honest, they need some more consistent scoring off the bench. And they yeah. need somebody that can play defense. And he's yep. a guy that, does, like you said earlier, he does a little bit of everything. And he's going to be on the floor when game's in a lot. Absolutely. He's going to be, I'm going to tell you, he's going to be on the floor, and Barrett's going to be on the bench. But yep. he's going to be on the floor because of his defensive abilities. He hits free throws, and he can hit the three, and he can hit the mid-range. He doesn't hurt you really in any way. Life. He doesn't. He doesn't. And as a Nick fan, that's what I want. Because I know when the schedule gets tougher, and we'll go through that in a couple of minutes, Gordon, when the schedule gets tougher later in the season, and if they are fortunate enough to make the playoffs and not to play in, but make the playoffs, the, the rotation gets even shorter. <laughs> okay? It's going to get even shorter. And so you need a guy who, who can have that versatility to guard multiple positions and not hurt you offensively. And that's what they did in Josh Hart. It's, it's a... It's an outstanding acquisition for the front office, Leon Rosen. Great job by them. Great job. And if they get to, you know, there's always stages to this, right? Mm -hmm. Where the first thing is get into the playoffs. Next stage is win a playoff series. And then the, the, the ultimate stage is to win or at least compete for a championship. I, I understand if you're a Nick fan saying when that stage comes, you're probably going to have to have a different head coach, right? Like, I don't know that Tibbs is the guy who's going to be, you know, whatever uh, form the Knicks take when they are good enough to be a championship-level team if that's going to happen anytime soon. Mm -hmm. 
But for right now, for this stage, to to maximize the talent that you have at your disposal and get into the playoffs and win more games than you lose, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of this is this is how you draw it up. Yeah, he's redeemed himself, Gordon. There's no, there's no absolutely. There's no question about it. No, he question. has redeemed himself. He yep. he's made the adjustment, and he made the adjustment by playing the kids. Okay, and that's what you, that's what we all wanted. We wanted to see the kids. The kids. Some of the kids are good. Some of the kids need more work. That's the way it is. It's okay. It's yeah. all right. You've seen necessity them. was the mother of invention, I think. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, he, at least he he gave it a shot, and it did work. Yeah, it worked. You know, he found some guy. He found some energy. And listen, here's the best part about it: is they've gotten experience, Gordon. So if you call on them later, they're not afraid. They've got some experience. They know what it takes to be on the floor late in games. McBride was on the floor late in games. He was on the floor, you know, in in Philly. He was on the floor late in games making big plays. So that's what you want. You want your young players to experience what that is like playing meaningful games, meaningful minutes, and then then you grade them on how well they performed and how well they are growing. And that's what you want to do. But to do that, you got to have the meaningful games first. Does help. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. That's what coaches do, right? Never let you get too big. Never let you get too down. <laughs> you know, here, here's the reality of it. We haven't done anything yet. No, of course not. I mean, it's it's great that they're where they're at, but uh, we'll go through the schedule uh, coming out of the break. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no, there's no, you know, with having as much parity as there is now, uh, there's no stretches of games where you're going to be like, oh, well, they, they're going to roll off five in a row here for sure. Uh, I know they have the Celtics pretty early on after yeah. the break. I think Brooklyn they have a, a game against the Nets pretty early on after the break. So, um, at the end of the day, though, it's on the players. You know, I'm sure every yep. coach will tell their team, "We got to make sure we come out of the." Br-. There's no coach saying, "Go relax. When we get back, we get back. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out." No, everybody's going to tell their, their team the same thing. But it's up to the players to to follow that message and uh, see if the Knicks can build on things when they do return. Yeah, it's it's important. Dante's in Queens. Hey, Dante. Hey guys. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. You got it. What's happening? Um, I'm just really excited that number one, we be a team that you know I hate, and then just the the, the style of win. It wasn't one of these games that they're up by twenty twenty five, and then you win by the skin of your teeth, and you wind up winning by two three points because you're always giving up the lead and having this meltdown. So I, I have to point that out first. You know, you kept the beat down going, and then you know, and then the Hawks are one of those teams, overly cocky, think they're better than they are. And it's not just Trey Young; it's a lot of dudes on that team that like to run their mouth. And you know, they 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 just basically got a you know old school beat down, and perfect way because I that I feel like that's a top three win, like the win that they had in Boston. Um, the Brooklyn game, finally, you know, getting that monkey off your back. And then, you know, we owed them one. So I know I think the the series is tied 2-2 with us mm-hmm. winning tonight. Yep. But what impressed me the most 
is that you were able to maintain the lead. You know, I'm, I'm hoping I see more games. And I, obviously you're not going to blow everybody out. But even games where how many games have we seen, they're up by 10 with three minutes to go, and then they wind up going into overtime or something stupid, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let that be a game that just, like, you know, hold fourth quarter leads. You know, games that shouldn't go into overtime. And so, you know, I'm, I'm proud in that aspect. And, and anytime you beat that clown Trey Young, then, you know, but I don't know, something going on. Because they, they just look like they were just out of it from the first quarter. But, you know, whatever's going on with them, not our problem. Another W for us. That's right, Dante, and thanks for the phone call. And, Gordon, for me, it's it just is it's very simple. You have more talent. And when you have talent, because what have we talked about? The lack of talent on this team. The, the fact that they didn't have a large margin for error. The fact that if one or two guys had a bad night and you went to the bench and quickly wasn't doing what he was is able to do, you know, you're struggling. But now you've got a Josh Hart, you've got which makes quickly now his job a little easier because the defense is now focused on Hart. Uh, Hartenstein has has given you a lot, uh, not from points, but from rim protection and rebounding and defense. And so now that your bench has is been extended. And not everybody doesn't feel the pressure of having to do everything on their own. And I think that's a lot of what, what you're seeing over the past couple of games. And during that during that win streak where McBride started to get going and you had some of you had more contributions. Gordon is very simple. The more talent you have, the better team you are. And and the Knicks are now now. Are they a great team? Absolutely not. Are we ready to are we ready to am I am I ready to say, Gordon, I'm gonna meet you? On, on Bleaker as we go to the Canyon of Heroes? No, yeah, that's not what not. we're saying. No. But what we are saying is at least now you can enjoy them more because they have more talent and that get, that makes it more, more enjoyable. And so now you should not have as many of those situations where they have a big lead and blow it and, and go into overtime. It's going to happen. It happens to everybody, but sure. I don't think it'll happen as much now. No, and and Hart gives them, uh, I think a part of the issue when they were blowing all those leads was that I, I think guys were kind of gassed by the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. And then things start to go haywire and you're exhausted and, you know, it just gives them an extra body and you're hoping that at some point you're going to get Mitchell Robinson back. Hartenstein has played a whole lot better than he was playing earlier on in the year. Um, so, you know, you have a little bit more depth now. You're a more talented team all around. I mean, Hart's been everything you could have asked for in a trade. Yeah. I know it's only three or four. Was it three games, four games, games. whatever it is. Yeah, three games. Uh, he, he's been everything you could ask for. So uh, we'll see if they can keep this going. Uh, with the Knicks, they always keep it interesting. Just as There's soon no as you, you know, that's one of the worries about coming into the night, that everybody was feeling good about the Knicks and the chances of beating a Hawks team that is – has been disappointing and has basically been a 500 team this year, and mm-hmm. they, they did not make it uh, close. They they no. came out right away and showed you that this was going to be a strong performance and and really never let the Hawks up off the floor. So hopefully more of these. I like these yes. kind of wins. You yes. know, I don't need exciting wins. Exciting wins will come in the playoffs, but yep. uh, let's get some more blowout wins. I like those. Yeah, I'm 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 good. This is this is this is much better than sitting there. Oh my God, what's gonna happen now? Oh, you didn't make the shot. Here they come. You know they yeah. come in. They oh boy, they waiting for the other shoe to drop. Exactly. You know, yep. Yeah. So this is uh, I like this much better. Puts me in a better frame of mind for the show too. Oh, of course. <laughs>
<laughs> can sit back and relax. And I, you know, so often in, in sports, when your team is winning, if you're winning close games, yeah, it's great to win the game, but you can't enjoy the game while the game's no. going on. No, no. You're sick. And throwing stuff. Oh, you're so <laughs> aggravated. It's the worst. You're yelling at the TV. What even, and, and, that's, and that's even with a win. When it's a that's loss, a it's even worse. It is worse. It is worse. It is. More of your calls, and Gordon and I will look at the remainder of the season for the Knicks next on 98.7 ESPN. Firmly. Look at this garbage. <laughs> look at this garbage. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. You know, it takes a big man to admit when you're wrong. Clearly okay. the Chiefs, there were a lot of naysayers about the Chiefs this year. Going really? into the season, uh, according to uh, pro football reference, the Chiefs had the third best odds and their over-under number was 10.5. So clearly everybody was counting them out. Boy, oh boy. A lot of naysayers. Struggling. Yeah, people really thought they were rebuilding. Patrick Mahomes, look, maybe he wasn't in his right mind. I saw him drinking a couple. He was doing. He was obviously drinking early. Sometimes that gets you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, no, nobody said that the Chiefs were rebuilding. No. Not a single person. And, we look, we take calls all the time. I bring this mm-hmm. up all the time. Yes. Not all the calls are golden. No. You know, sometimes wacky people call up on the number of 1-800-919-ESP, and we take those calls. Sometimes those are the more entertaining calls. Absolutely. But there was not I, there was not a single person who called me. I don't think that there was a person who called you Mm-mm. and said, hey, the Chiefs, this year the Chiefs are rebuilding. No. Not a single no. person. The, call, the calls I got were, you know what? Patrick Mahomes is even better than I thought. Look what he's doing with less receipt without Tyreek Hill. In, in oh. fairness, before the year, when they when the Raiders made their moves and yeah. everybody loves the Chargers and the Broncos uh-huh. made their move, it did make you think, wow, that division is going to be really hard. But not that they weren't going to get out of it. No, it was that, <laughs> hey, maybe all four teams make the playoffs in that, in that division. Yeah. I don't think anybody ever – well, look, Bart obviously made it very known that he thought, you know, he was taking a shot. He was going out on a limb. Mm -hmm. It was a hot take. It was wrong. He corrected himself. But this idea that there were all these people (laughs) that counted the Chiefs out is absolute hogwash. Bunch of folks. Everybody. Everybody. Yep. Everybody was. Nobody picked them. Nobody Nobody picked them. No, nobody thought that they could win. Everybody thought it was going to be Buffalo. Well, look, a lot of people did, and and Buffalo, as 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 evidence of uh, Omar in Brooklyn not showing his head, his face in a very long time, um, they had a co- epic collapse, uh, just a yeah. disastrous season for the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, but again, they were the third best odds going into the season. That's not exactly yeah. an underdog. No, I would say not. I would say not. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. He's next on ninety-eight-seven. Hey, Trey. What's going on, G? What's going on, Larry? Are we in a better mood tonight? Are you going to be a little bit more cordial and not attacking the the, the callers and the the listeners of the show? I'm always in a cordial mood, G. Please don't do that. Mm -hmm. I'm always in a cordial mood. Mm -hmm. Um, Here's the deal, okay? I had a mandate from up top. This comes from up top. This comes from Uncle Spike. Mm -hmm. He said, cut it out. He said, that's it. He said, said, it's over. It's over. Um, So that's it. That's it. I'm going to leave that right there. But I will say this, G, Uh Larry. You know, mm-hmm. all the listeners, yeah, yeah, oh <laughs> um, I'm a huge wrestling fan as well. Um, I think, I think, yeah, so I know angles. Uh-huh. Um, I'll see you soon, Buddha. 
Oh, this sounds like the octagon steel I, cage. I'll, I'll see you soon, Buddha. That, that's it. I mean, we got a lot of dates coming up in New York and the city. It's the 50th anniversary of hip hop this year. I oh. will be home. The Sasso game. I'll see you soon, Buddha. That's oh, it. I'm not making any threats. I'm not doing that. I don't do that. You know, Uncle Spike said it's done, so we're done. Uh-huh. I'm not going to do this. I'm not, not going to. I've already wasted about 40 seconds of, of my precious time already, and I don't like that. <laughs> There's Harvey holding his own show back there again. <laughs> that, that's my because Har, Harvey's the man, man. Shout out to the boy Big Hog. Shout out to the boy. <laughs> shout out to the boy Big Hog. So. So, so the the game tonight was was one that we needed, right? We needed to do that. Uh, I think it, I, I I I agree with you, Larry. I think that uh, I would like to keep playing personally, but uh, you know the All Star break is so weird that it's you know like sixty Late. games in, and <laughs> yes. that's very weird. But um, looking at the schedule, and I know y'all get ready to go over it. Twelve and ten sounds pretty good to me, man. I'll take it. You know what I mean? Looking at the schedule, I'll take twelve and ten out of that. Um, I like Josh Hart a lot. I think he brings some stability. I love his rebounding offensively, defensively. Jalen Brunson, my worry, and I want to know how y'all feel about this. My worry with him is, is Tim's going to burn him out, man? Because he, I mean, he plays a lot of minutes. And I know that we got quickly there. And, and, and he's, you know, he's definitely become that, 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 that go-to when uh, Brunson needs a blow. But, I worry about that with the minute because I know Tibbs, man. Tibbs will let you rock, especially when we get to the playoffs. And like you said, that rotation is going to get shorter. Yeah. So be eight. That, that, that's a, <laughs> if there is a worry about it, I, I, I worry about that. Other than that, let them kids play. And I felt your caller earlier when he was talking about Ducey. It, he got to take a seat, man. This kid, Josh Hart, is he. He he's if he's definitely playing above his nine. Was it nine point eight a game mm-hmm. and like seven rebounds? He's playing yeah. way well above that, and. We got to play him because RJ is so streaky. I, I never thought I'd see another streaky Nick like uh, other streaky than, than John Starks. But he's super. He's streaky and he goes. He he's, goes no, to these lows, he's streakier man. than Starks. Yeah. And, way here, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. At least Starks, if he couldn't shoot, he would do something on the defensive end. He's not doing Absolutely. nothing on the defensive and end. And he gives you nothing on the defensive <laughs> end. And his feet are slow. You know who his feet are starting to remind Uh-oh. me of, man. And I know I'm Uh-oh. fighting Don't do it. Shit. Don't do it. Mm. Don't do it. Don't do it. I ain't going to say it. We're we're rejoicing in a W. I ain't even going to say it. We're rejoicing in a W. We're going into the All-Star break. I'm excited to see. You're trying to go to Kentucky. I won't do it. Don't go to Kentucky. Stop. I'm not going to do it. Man, what if he's slow like two Buicks, man. I ain't got two Buicks strapped to his feet, man. Two deuces in the corners, Larry. Two deuces in the corners, man. Oh, that's slow. um, Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm interested to see Jericho Sims in this dunk contest. As I tell you, this kid is super duper athletic, man. He I think he's gonna do something. He ri- he's gonna do something ridiculous in, in, yeah. on Saturday night. So stay yeah, tuned for that. One more thing, real quick, Larry. I gotta say yes. it. Yo, rest in power to Big L. This is his uh, anniversary. Lamont Coleman from Harlem. He was an up and coming MC. One of the nastiest ever to do it. And, you know, he would have been almost 40 years old, man. He mm-hmm. lost him February 15, 1999, man. So shout out to his family in Harlem on 139, man, for real. All right, Trey, thanks for checking in. Gordon, I got to tell you, um, looking at this schedule yeah. with the Knicks, uh, it's interesting. It's it's not it's not a killer schedule. Okay. But it's but it's 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 interesting. All right, let's start. Coming out of the all-star break, <clears throat> Friday they're in Washington. Okay. okay. That's a game you have to win. All right. So now the next 
Three games are at home Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, 25th, 27th, and March 1st against New Orleans, Boston, and Brooklyn, respectively. So if you could go, if you could take two out of three yeah, of two, those, two, I would be, I would be ecstatic. Yeah. I would be ecstatic. Well, that would be a three and one be. start coming out of the break. That's right. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Then on uh, Friday, March 3rd, and Sunday, March 5th, you're on the road at Miami and at Boston. I think you're going to lose one of those. I, I, I see you splitting. I, I, one of those. I, as long as we don't lose both of those. Yeah, I, I would say. Lose the then, game to Boston by 100. Exactly. Beat exactly. Miami. Exactly. All right, then you're home for Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Then, Gordon, you go out west. Uh, March 9th, you're in Sacramento. Saturday, the 11th, you're at the Clippers. Then Sunday, you're at the Lakers, so you're in the same building. <laughs> And then Tuesday you're in Portland, and then you come. Then you're off until Saturday the 18th, when you're home against Denver, and the 20th you're home against Minnesota. Okay. And then you get Miami again. Then you get you're at Miami. That's the stretch. At Orlando. That's the stretch right there. It's going to tell you where they're going to be at. Yep. You know. Big and then after ro- that, road trip out west. Yes. Yes, and that's a that's a four game West Coast trip, but you're playing six very good teams. Sacramento, listen, Sacramento's what, third in the West. I don't know. I don't think they'll stay there, but they've been the surprise team in the West so far. What they've been able to do. You got the Clippers who are up and coming. You got the Lakers who beat you at the Garden. Uh, Portland, Dame Lillard is Dame Lillard. You know what yep. that's going to be like. Mm-hmm. And of course, Josh Hart's going to be come back home, so that's going to be fun. Denver, Jokic at the Garden is is crazy. And you have Minnesota. You know, you got Minnesota who's playing very well right now. Yeah, and so that Portland that, game's at the end of the road trip as well. Yes. So you're yeah. going to be on the road for a while. That's yeah. rough. It's not a, that's not an easy stretch. So when you after the 7th from March 9th until the 4th until the 15th, you're on the road. But then after that it gets easier. You got Orlando, you got, you got Houston, Miami. yeah, Houston, yeah. Miami, at Cleveland, home for Washington, Washington, at Indiana, at New Orleans. And then you wrap it up against the Pacers on the April 9th. Yeah, and that and that New Orleans one coming out of the break, they're not going to have Zion for that one. No, so that no. helps. Yes, yes. So they they they. So it's the, the Knicks are impossible to play the win loss win loss. You game. can't do it. That's why I yeah, didn't try. Because <laughs> they'll have one win that you're like, there's no way they're going to win that one. Right. And then they'll go out and lose to Washington in the first game or out of the break. <laughs> right. Or lose yeah. to Charlotte. You're like, right. why would you lose to Charlotte? Oh, yeah, yeah. lose to Charlotte. The Rockets Charlotte? or something like that. Yeah. Exactly. You're just shaking your head like, what are you doing? You're killing me. You're just wearing me out here. So, um, you know, so it's it's not – it's it's uh, it's a doable it's a doable schedule. It's not a killer schedule, but that West Coast stretch is is the, is going to be important. And then, it's who, and then it's who the other teams in the East are playing when you're out West. You know who's Miami playing? Who's mm-hmm. who's mm-hmm. who's Brooklyn playing? Who's Cleveland playing? Who are those teams that are right there? Or the teams behind you? Like who's Atlanta playing? Who's who, who are these teams that are right at seven, eight, seven and eight? Who are they playing when you're when you're out west? Because that that especially the and Clippers and Lakers back to back is not going to be easy. No, uh, and, and, and then a day off and then Portland. Yeah. Well, the Knicks can make anything look hard. Yes. They can. And, and sometimes surprise you as well. I mean, they're yeah. just so unpredictable. This is what you're hoping is the result of this recent stretch is now that you're starting to 
you're starting to stabilize who they are and, and what they can be. And, and to mm-hmm. me, that's the, that's the real takeaway of this win tonight. Just not that you got the win, that you came right. out and you took care of what you were supposed to take care of. And it was never and, in doubt. And hopefully, Gordon, this is where you are able to maybe spell some guys with the younger guys on your bench, right? This is where maybe you can steal four or five minutes from them. You know, mm-hmm. so that you can, so that, you know, Brunson's not playing 40. He's only playing 30, you know, between switching in hard and Grimes and RJ and, you know, just manipulating your bench a little bit that you can steal some minutes from guys and, and keep them fresh. Cause you know, that that's what you have to do as a coach this time of the year. Cause everybody's, everybody's got some nagging injury. Everybody's tired. So everybody's really in the same boat. It's just a matter of how effective you can be in managing your guys Especially when Gordon, you know, a lot of conversation about you know the, you know, resting guys and all this stuff. Knicks don't rest anybody. They, they guys don't no. get days off here. No, just no. nobody gets days off here. No. Nobody. Have you have you met the coach? <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Robinson Cano when Joe Girardi was managing. He played every game, <laughs> yeah. every game, every game. That was but it. it's not a surprise. You know that if that's the deal going in. You know. You might not like it, but you can't be surprised by it. You know what's happening. You know what you sign up for when you come here. Mm-hmm. You know what you're getting. So if you love to play, this is the place to be because you're going you're to be on the court for a while. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. Can't wait to hear what D.P. from Rothenberg will be chatting, chatting up about with the Knicks and the Nets and Aaron Rodgers and all the stuff. you hear them tomorrow morning beginning at 6 a.m. Right now, let's hear from Kevin in the Garden State. Kevin, you're next on 98.7. Hey, guys. I'm really pumped about the Knicks win tonight. Uh, I can't believe they were getting four and a half points. Uh, this Hawks team has no chemistry whatsoever. Um, anyway, the, the, the thing that is – really exciting is that the one of the best defenders in the NBA and one of the best offensive rebounders in the NBA, Mitchell Robinson is not even, um, is still, is still injured, still on the injury list. So when he comes back, okay, throw him into this mix. He's not going to impact the chemistry at all. Um, obviously Jericho Sims will go back to the backup role, but they're going to be, they're going to be a real force in, in this Eastern conference. In fact, I could see them doing some damage, maybe getting to the second round, and who knows, Eastern Conference Finals is not out of the picture um, completely. Just just one one additional thing. Um, I've been following Mikhail Bridges, too. He dropped 45 for the Nets tonight. Imagine having him in the Knicks, too, bring this Villanova connection all together on the New York Knicks. Um, anyway, that's my, that's my thoughts. I'm just really excited uh, going into the All-Star break with these I hear wins. You, Kevin. I hear you. Thanks for the phone call. It is an exciting time being a Knicks fan, but, you know, listen, it, let's – Let's make sure we get that sixth spot first, yeah. okay? And it's it's nice to dream and how yes. deep we can go and whatnot. I get it. I understand it, and you're right. You don't have Mitchell Robinson right now, and, and he's definitely going to help you rebound. It's going to help your defense with the shot blocking and everything. He's going to give you easy baskets. There's no question about that. So the, they will improve defensively. Uh, but, you know, it, it's, it's matchups, okay? And, like, right now, if the season ended, you got Philly in the first round. That's not going to be easy. No. <laughs> it's not no. going to be easy. Okay, and, and next, you, what, Cleveland is four? If, if, you know, if you finish five, you got Cleveland. 
Cleveland's not going to be easy either, Gordon. I mean, they have a potent front line. It'll be easier than Philly, I think. Yeah. I mean, but, I, but that's I not going to be win, easy. Yeah, you'd win. A, that would at least be a, a series going into it where yes. you could envision them giving the Cavs some some problems. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, the Cavs would still be favored to win that series. Sure, uh, sure. Let's not start. You know, like. There's a fine line between getting excited and then, you know, thinking about Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't think the Knicks are going to be a force in the playoffs this year. Get to the playoffs. Yeah, get there Get first. to the playoffs. Get there. Avoid the play-in. Be one of those top six teams. And then, you know, then we can talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I get it. Look, it's an impressive win over an Atlanta team that Knicks fans really don't like because of what happened in the of playoffs course. in five la- a couple of years ago. But that's, this is not the same Atlanta team. You can see they are not playing the same way they played back then. So, you know, and I'm not trying to diminish the win. I'm just saying that, listen, this is not that same team. So let's just see how, how well they do coming out of the All-Star break. That's going to be important. And they've got some, you know, they've got some little pieces that they have to get squared away with. And if they're able to lock themselves into a good spot, Gordon, then, you know, when we get to the playoffs, then we can have some more fun. But right now, just give me to that sixth seed. Just give me to the yeah, sixth that, seed. Yeah, that's – I mean, if they – it always depends on how it ends, right? If you go in mm-hmm. and, and you lose to anybody in four games, it's going to be, well, it was all for naught, right? What right. was the whole point of it? But going into the year, if you told any Nick fan, any – and Nick fans have a tendency to, to, to get things blown out of proportion from time to time. That's why we love them, but – Going into the season, if you told any Nick fan, they're going to be the sixth team in the Eastern Conference. They're going to be in the playoffs this year. Again, this is coming off a year where they missed the play-in by six games. Mm -hmm. Anybody in their right mind would have signed up for that immediately. Coming into the season, Gordon, a month ago, I don't know. (laughs) Right. And it could could absolutely still go the other way. Yeah, it could. It definitely could. It definitely could. Now, tomorrow night, Gordon, we've got a, uh, a full show from 10 to midnight. We'll follow Dan Grassa. And we're going to do a lot of baseball tomorrow night because you know, pitchers and catchers are going. But I have to get your thoughts on the uh, changes in the couple of minutes we have left. I just want to get your thoughts. First, give me, first give me your thoughts on the pitch count, the, the pitch clock, rather. I, the, everything that you hear about the pitch clock is that it's, it's, not, it, it's not intrusive, and it speeds up the games. And the biggest issue that baseball has is the pace of the games, mm-hmm. the speed of the games. So they say that in the minor leagues, it cut off a half hour. And if you go back and you wonder why games feel like they're dragging so much, then that it, you go back in the 80s, it was guys got in the box. They might step out here or there, but it wasn't this long, drawn-out thing. So if that thing can get in there and it's not obtrusive and after the first month of the season you kind of forget it's even there kind of thing, uh, I'm all for it. I have no problem with the pitch clock at all. I just if, hope it's going to be as good as they've been, they've been touting. If it stops batters from adjusting their batting gloves every, every, every pitch, every pitch, whether they every swing or not. <laughs> Pitch, Larry. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, that that has to it has to help. See, that was the problem. They would always have these mandates of, oh, we're going to have guys stand in the box, and then after a week or two, they would it would go by the wayside, mm-hmm. and it would go right back to the way it was. So now that they have the pitch clock in there, I don't have a problem with that at all. Now, a subsidiary of that is throwing over the first base. 
Now, what's what's your thought process on that? Because that that's kind of let's keep the game moving, and it's also going to give you some stolen base. See, I don't. I yeah, see, I don't like that because that plays into the strat. I want these these things to. Uh, that's not the reason why games are slower. People throwing over to first base. That was like the thing with the pitching changes. You have to you have to throw mm-hmm. uh, you know face three batters and all. Yeah. Uh, that's not the reason. The reason the games are slowing down is because guys get in the box to get out of the box. They take another second. They fix the belt. They fix the hat. They fix the this. <laughs> Just get in the box, throw the pitch, and away we go. So if that cuts down a half hour, I don't think you need anything else in yeah. terms of the, the speed of the game. Yeah. I'm still trying to figure out why they decided to make the bases bigger. Why the microphone's going to be bigger under under the bags? Ah, uh, I, I think that they they think that that's going to help. I, I guess with with stolen bases. Here's the thing, like we've run the numbers. The risk versus the reward of stolen bases is not worth it. You have to be like stealing bases at like an 80% clip for it to be kind of worth it because you don't want to lose those runners when scoring is so tough to come by. Mm-hmm. Yeah, But so, I, I guess that that's, I don't know, it seems silly. but And, and, what are the, and then there's, there's another school of thought, well, we'll cut down on some of the injuries since we've got people sliding directly into the base now. Well, that, so, you know, that is one that I think is important. I mean, are there that many guys getting hurt running into the base? Not really. Not that I've seen. And now they're saying they're going to cut down on the, the illegal pitches in the box as well. That's one that they say every once in a while, and then two weeks into the season, the guys go right back to what they were doing before. <laughs> they have no will. They're like me on a diet on New Year's. You know what I mean? Like two weeks in, Larry, they're, they're eating brownies at midnight, you know? That's right. Going with back the diet for another coke. slice of cake. Don't forget the Diet Coke with the brownies. Exactly. <laughs> of course, you need that. You need the Diet Coke. You don't want those ways. You don't want to drink the calories. You want to eat no, the calories. Right, exactly. exactly. You know, come on. You don't, you, don't, you don't need to do both. No, so, of course not. You know, let's, no. let's, let's go the other way. So, yeah, we'll, we'll touch more on that. And, listen, we got, some, we got some injury, pitching injuries for the Yankees already. And one injury, Gordon, I don't have to worry about it. I saw it. You texted me today about yep. – uh, and so it begins. Jake DeGrom, and he's already not starting. It's unbelievable. So we'll we'll do a lot of baseball tomorrow night. So, my friend, be good on the radio with the updates tomorrow. See you tomorrow night. All right, Larry. That wraps up this edition of ESPN New York tonight. We thank you for joining us. Harvey and Joe, thanks very much. Freddie and Fitz, right now, 98.7 ESPN.